0: Hey, Neil. Howdy. So this is episode 47 of Talk About Town. I
1: have a question for you. Shoot. How do you feel about inspirational stories?
0: I like them. Yeah? Well,
1: I think I think the audience is in for a treat then.
0: Okay. And me, right? Because I like
1: them. Mm, By... Default, you will be included. Yes.
0: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna, I'm gonna predict that that's gonna be a a smashing success.
2: I'm not saying I'll kill a snitch, but (laughs) they can make you wear pants. Welcome to Talk About Town, the local Louisville podcast about culture, art, food, and sports. And now, here's your hosts with the most, Neil and Jeremy.
1: All right, so again, welcome to episode 47 of Talk About Town. Jeremy Judah. Neil Cox. And uh, we actually... We just had a chance, and we're going to let you listen in just a minute, uh, to speak to a really cool young lady. Um, She has a crazy story to tell, um, and she's an inspiration to, I think, anyone going through a difficult time. Um, She's handled herself with such grace and um, just positivity throughout a very difficult situation. Her name is Euphelia Lee. Um, So... Do you think Neil? Should we go ahead and get into that? Yeah, let's uh, let's roll the interview we just did. Yeah, it's it's the magic of uh, podcasting. We can we can go back in time. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, we're joined remotely today, but with uh, Euphelia Lee and Jeremy, and I have a mutual friend named um, Kevin, but he's usually known as Mister Ghost to um, euphelia and other people that he um, interacts with because kevin is a teacher and he's at valley high school and euphelia has a pretty unique story here and mr ghost wanted us to get her on here get her story out and share some of her stuff um so euphelia thanks for joining us today
2: Yeah, thank you all so much. Thank you. Um, So basically, you know, I was born with dilated cardiomyopathy, and um, I have been dealing with it my whole entire life. But up until about uh, two to three years ago, my condition just kind of got worse. Um, It was very much tolerable um, for, you know, 14, 15 years of my life. And then, you know, one day I just started feeling sick, and, you know, then it went to weeks and months, and I just felt really tired, and I, I couldn't keep up with, like, friends and, and family, and it, it just, I knew something was wrong, and um, one day in the middle of the school day, I ended up going to the hospital, and I, I just felt really sick. I couldn't, you know, walk up the stairs without feeling, like, super out of breath, and that was never really that much of a problem for me. Mm-hmm. Um and my condition was always like I said tolerable and then um I like I said I came to the hospital and um they had told me that basically I had a lot of fluid built up in my chest and I had um my left side of my heart was not contracting well and I wasn't you know getting the correct blood flow throughout my heart um so they ended up having me stay for for a long time, several weeks, um, and then I went home, and you know, then it started to where you know I kept going back, and you know I would I would be in the hospital for you know two weeks, and then I would go back the next week, and then it would just it would just be several times a month I would end up in the hospital, and then um, finally there was just like well um, my heart wasn't really getting necessarily any better they had put me on a medicine that I'm still currently on called milrinone and um they told me I'm I'm gonna need a heart and it was it was you know scary I I was a pretty active you know teenager and you know I participated in a lot of things that were outside of school in school and that were very physical and it was just a really hard transition but then um you know, later on, I ended up in the hospital, staying here. Um, I at first thought I was gonna go home, but I ended up um, here. Oh man! Um,
0: How long have you been there they, now?
2: I have been here for it's going on three months.
0: My goodness!
2: Yes, yeah. Um, you know, it like I said. I mean, it's a a change. It was in the middle of the school year when I came here, so I did not. I already had. You know NTI, and that was hard. And then I ended up in the hospital, which was you know two things that are just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and, um,
0: and this is you know, this is your senior school year, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And um, it, it was just really disappointing because I had worked really hard my whole you know uh, academic school year, and it was a huge change. And um, but I had a lot of great people who you know, supported me and tried to get me to, you know, graduate and I was starting to give up. Honestly, it was, I was like, I have NCI here. I was already struggling prior to staying in the hospital. And I was like, I, you know, I'm, I can't do this. And I had so many loving people around me just encouraging me like, you are here for a reason, you know, you are a good candidate for a heart. And after that, you're gonna go live your life. You're gonna feel healthy and, you know, feel so much better.
0: It's kind of, you know,
2: I just,
0: it's kind of get yeah. so frustrating, you know, be, you know, I would think day to day, like one day you're like pumped and the next day not.
2: Yeah. I mean, it, it's very frustrating. I, I'll be honest. It's, I'm not happy all the time. I'm not always happy and chirpy and around the hospital, you know, with a smile on my face, but, um, you know, I have... I try to be as positive as I can because I know that, you know, God put me here for a reason and he let me live this long and not to keep fighting. He didn't let me, you know, just sit here and get sicker and sicker just to let me not be able to go on and live my life. Like I fought through a lot in my life. So I think I can get through this, you know, it's just another, another obstacle, but I have great people around me that remind me, remind me of that, you know, right. And that's really important. It's
1: it's so important to have that support system. And I just, it, it certainly is a testament to and nobody could expect you to be, you know, chipper, happy all the time. None of us are, but, yeah. um, you know, considering what you've been going through and, you know, mentioning the NTI, you know, for so many kids, um, you know, it's not the way they, you know, talking about seniors, not the way they, anticipated their high school careers ending and stuff like that. So I, yeah. I, I from that standpoint alone, it's tough, but then, um, you know, I, I think it just kind of maybe could help people put things in perspective. It could always be a lot worse. And, um, yeah. you know, here you are dealing with, um, you know, you're, you're 18 years old and you need a heart transplant. Um, yeah. so it's, it is a testament to you and your strength. And I think it's pretty remarkable that, you know, that you just keep living your life and doing the things you have to do to to move forward. You know, you you can't think about what's, what, what the future holds. You just got to keep living every day.
2: Yeah, exactly. You know, and everyone goes through hardships, and, you know, you just have to keep going no matter what, honestly. And it's, like I said, it's hard to keep that mindset. I'm I completely understand that and hear that. Um, but honestly, you just have to keep your eye on the prize because I truly believe as a person who's been through a lot, things things get better. They do. You know? And, you know?
0: Absolutely. I, um, I, yeah. fir- I first was introduced to your story just by um, social media posts that our friend Mr. Ghost had put where they did A graduation ceremony in the hospital with you
2: yes it was it was so amazing um I I was very sad because at first I didn't know you know I I I thought I wasn't going to get a graduation you know I I wasn't in school you know and they had decided they were going to do their graduation Valley High School um I believe on the bat the football field Mm -hmm. and um I was like oh that sucks you know I've been working my whole entire school career to to graduate, you know, get that diploma. And um, I ended up you know just being kind of sad about it and then I had some nurses just be like it's okay, you know, we're, we'll do something, a little something for you here. I was like, okay. But then they surprised me with this big, you know, whole graduation party and it was it was I mean more than I ever expected. I mean, it was it was fantastic and I genuinely and so happy that I have the people around me that I do and I'm a very lucky person that have had that but it was amazing and I'm so glad that you know I got to be the first one out of everyone to graduate <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah and it, it was just amazing yeah, I, yeah
1: and again not not what you anticipated but you got to make the most of the situation and it sounds like um it was a pretty special day uh mm-hmm. your family was able to be there is that right
2: yeah, that was amazing. I hadn't seen um, my little brother and grandma, and and well, my grandma in months. So it was it was it was amazing. It really was.
0: So, let let's say you get the transplant sooner than later, recover. What about plans going forward?
2: Uh, so I enrolled in Bellarmine, and I got in. Um. I'm going to be a Bellerman Knight. Nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm excited about that. I'm hoping and praying that I get to go. <laughs> um, I, I believe, truly believe, that I'll get to go in the fall and, you know, go live the college lifestyle. I'll be in person. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's my plan. And um,
0: do you know what you want to study um, there?
2: I'm thinking maybe journalism. Maybe or law. I'm I'm not entirely sure. (laughs) But I I do believe maybe possibly I would be a great journalist of some sort, maybe like a news broadcaster or um, a writer of some sort. Yeah. I don't
1: know. Yeah. We'll see. But I I do want to
2: travel.
1: You wanna travel? I love to travel. I I I love food. Oh anybody who listens to this knows. Anybody knows me (laughs) knows. I I love food and that's what I think of when I travel. I wanna go and eat good food. Um but yeah, I mean I, I think that um, well first of all, you're eighteen so you definitely don't know you don't have to know what you're gonna I mean I'm forty about to be still still don't know what I want to <laughs> be when I grow up um, but um you have a lot of time and when I when I talk to you or hearing you talk as an eighteen year old I mean you're just so polished you don't you don't sound like a lot of eighteen year olds that I've talked to so um oh. journalism could be a really good option, who knows but um but yeah, you have a lot of time to figure that out
0: yeah um Thank you. Yeah, I, Appreciate that. yeah, you know, I, um, I jumped ship and changed careers when I was 40. So, right. Um, oh, yeah. You don't have to have your mind made up and stick to it your whole life either.
2: Yeah, totally. You know, I think it's all about finding what makes you happy. And I think, you know, changing and switching careers is, if it makes you happy, then do it. I say go for it, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I wish I would have, yeah.
1: uh, wish I would have thought about that. Um, when I was your age, I would have had that same perspective, you know, like I, I didn't even think about what I wanted to do. I thought about what I needed to do. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, in hindsight, you know, maybe I would have made different choices. I always say my whole life could have been different, but you know, you, you kind of take the path you take. It's not a straight line. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, ultimately I think, uh, if you work hard, if you do what you got to do, you'll, you'll get to where you want to go. Yeah. Yeah. So so, 100%. Wh- tell us a little bit about you feel you the person, you know, not, not, you know, obviously we, we, we've heard your story, but um, mm-hmm. I know uh, Mr. Ghost obviously is a drama teacher. So that was a part of your life. What, what do you, mm-hmm. what would, you know, like just in the best of times, what do you like to do? You know, hang out with you're a of your, your, your teenage, teenage woman, but what, what do you, uh-huh. what do you like to do?
2: Um, singing, and obviously acting, since you know Mr. Gross is a theater teacher. Yep. Uh, and I love uh, modeling. I've modeled, like I'm in something called Fashion Council where we model. And um, I said singing earlier, and I want to mention that I did um, like a little, little thing that uh, little concert we had here the other day <laughs> where I sang three songs and played the piano. And um, I just like to perform overall, you know. I'm I'm a performer. Nice. Um, I like to part myself
0: in that. Were you in
2: India?
0: were you in any of Mr. Ghost's productions that were in person over the past couple years?
2: Yeah, I was. I was. Okay. I was then, in several
0: then I've, I've probably seen you act then. because uh, we came Oh wow, we, really? Yeah, we came to a couple of his shows.
2: Yeah, he puts on great productions. Yeah, you, I'm sure you've probably seen me in something yep. in the past
0: couple years, yeah. Let's see, there was the two shows that I remember that we saw pre-pandemic was um, one where it was um, it was a group of women that worked as, they did alterations mm-hmm. on clothes and stuff.
2: Real Women Have curves. Yes. Yes, I was in
0: that. Uh, okay, and the other one was... It was like a murder mystery. Hmm.
2: Um, Maybe I was not in that one.
0: That, that's that been a few years, so I, I can't remember how mm-hmm. how far back. So, so, yeah, I've seen you perform.
2: Yes, I played Rosalie in Real Women Have Curves. So, yes. <laughs>
0: and uh, Mr. Ghost definitely does a good job. Yeah.
2: Yes.
0: He's a good Amazing, producer.
2: Yeah. He's- yeah, he knows how to really push us, but in a good way, in a positive way. And he knows he always picks on the right people. I like to say,
1: (laughs) I think, yeah, uh, a lot of, a lot of times you're, you know, you do that because you see their potential, you know, he's like, I want to get more out of you, you know?
2: Yeah. Um,
1: Yeah. But yeah, he's, he's definitely a character, Mr. Ghost. Um,
2: Yeah. (laughs) But,
1: but he's got a lot of passion. That's for sure.
2: He does. And I respect that for sure
0: yeah um well before we let you go a couple questions I have um one uh well one main question um is there any message that you would send to Mr. Ghost or any of the other folks that that helped you along the way
2: here uh sure you know I can say a little something um just you know not really great um, (laughs) at trying to send out great thank you messages, but I just want to say, I mean, just thank you so much to literally everyone who's helped me along the way. Everyone who's been in my life so far has helped me, no matter if it's been from good experience with them or a bad experience. I've learned something from everyone, and I think that's really important. So I just want to say thank you to literally everyone. (laughs) In my entire life. And I really hope that, especially here in the past couple of months, I really hope, hope that everyone here who's helped me through this rough patch in my life, I mean, just has good things coming towards them. Nice. And shout out to Mr. Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Thank yep. you so much. No problem.
0: Um, <laughs> and, um, and then I know, you know, we all know when you're in the hospital for three plus months, it's not free. And it can be a, a heavy burden on a family to have to have that. So you've got to go fund me and we're going to put it out there with this episode. And hopefully we can source some extra donations from that for you.
2: Okay. Thank you so much.
0: Absolutely. I really
2: appreciate it, Honestly. Well, thank thank
1: you. you. Thank you. We're, you know, I, I feel that we, you know, we're lucky to have had the man had the chance to meet you and get to know you um albeit virtually um you seem like a very special person mm-hmm. and um Thank obviously you. going through a difficult time but you're doing it with with grace and um i, I you know i hope that it happens sooner than later um, from what i've read um looks like you're on the short list so you know'll we'll, we'll be thinking you know good thoughts and and um you know just hope that you get to go and live, live the life that you're meant
0: to live.
2: Yes. Thank you. I hope so too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I hope so too. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Well,
2: thank you all so much for having me, honestly.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. And um, we'll send you a link to um, to the episode when I've got it all ready to go.
2: All right. Thank you so much.
0: No problem. All right. Take you care. It. Nice
1: to meet you. You Take care.
2: You too. Mm-hmm. To you too. Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: So, what do you say after that? Eighteen-year-old girl who needs a heart transplant. I should woman. Let me let me rephrase. Eight eighteen-year-old woman who needs a heart transplant. It's uh, it's tough.
0: It. I mean, it's definitely unusual. I'm blown away by her maturity and her ability to handle it in her perspective. Um. It. It. I mean, just like you opened the show, it is spiring if i'm having a bad day i probably should just shut up right yeah i mean and you know we all have our
1: difficulties we all have our troubles that we're dealing with um but yeah when you hear about an 18 year old who um just graduated high school at norton children's hospital um you know it kind of it does put things in perspective for you it's like it could always be worse and and I mean, and I'm sure she would say the same thing. Her situation could be so much worse. And it's one thing I appreciated about her. And I'm, I um, think we kind of talked about it with her. But just how she handles herself. And and she was just so candid. You know, she said it's not easy all the time. Like it's, I'm not always smiling. I'm not always happy. But you know, like I said, how how could you be? And um, you know, but but again, she's just such a strong young woman. And and um, I do hope that hope that we can help in some way, you know, obviously we don't have a super broad reach, but, um, anything is better than nothing. And, um, yeah, I just, she's very inspired
0: by her story.
2: Yeah, that's
0: good. Well, um, so here we are, June, 2021. How, how's life? Well,
1: again after listening to you i don't think i can complain much um so that was a that was a hard that that was a, a hard segue a hard trans transition yeah i mean <laughs> hard transition uh but but um no i think uh yeah i mean i i can't complain i mean i i have my health my my family's healthy um you know got work got roof over my head got plenty to eat um so like, my basic needs are, are, are taken care of. Um, and yeah, really, I, I think, um, you know, I'm turning 40 this year. We don't know if we'll have another episode between now and
0: I, I bet this will be the, the episode that directly precedes the big four for you. Yeah. June 21st.
1: Um, so, you know, I, I, uh, Forty in the grand scheme of things. It's funny how your perspective changes as you get older. But I I remember my mom turning forty, and um, my uncle like wheeled her as my at my grandfather's house, and they wheeled her out in a wheelchair, and she had these old lady glasses on and wearing like a shawl over her shoulders, and um and she was forty, you know, and it's like now I'm about to be here, so it's kind of surreal. Um, but yeah, you realize that is still pretty young in the grand scheme of things. Um, you know, not as young as eighteen, but. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh yeah like I mean I think um pretty happy where things are in my life at this point um you know you, you just never you never know kind of how things are gonna work out or where you're gonna you know how you're gonna get to where you're going but I've never I've never really taken the um straight route I always take kind of the circuitous route mm-hmm. um but I but I usually get where I'm going and uh so I'm feeling pretty good about things now and I'm. I, I, again, turning 40, it's a bit of a surreal moment, but, uh, again, it's, it's just
0: not that, not that big a deal. You know, do you find this to be true? Um, so I'm a little bit older than you, but not much. He's a
1: lot older than uh, me. Anyway.
0: Boo. <laughs> and I have never had the feeling where you're like, all right, now I finally feel like an adult. Yeah. I mean, I've talked about that. Um, at length. Um, I,
1: I think it's, it's your personality, you know, like you are, you have your personality from the time you're a very young child, you know, maybe from infancy. And I think, you know, my uncle is the biggest kid I know he's nearly 64 mm-hmm. and my brother, he was born 40. We always joke. So it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it really just depends on you. And so it's like, you have, you have a house and you have kids and you have responsibilities, all these things. And it's like, you know, I always say I'm perpetually 12. Um, so it's, uh, you know, my, my brain is still my brain and I'm still, I I, I don't really feel like, but sometimes I will say if I talk to teenagers, a lot of times I, it reminds me that I'm old. It's like,
0: oh yeah, I'm not young anymore. That is the one that does it. You're like, uh, you drive your kids or your kid and their friends somewhere and to see how uncool you actually are. Yeah. It's like I think I'm cool, and then I hang out with a 15 year old or what. Well, I don't spend a lot of time hanging out with
1: 15 year olds, but I'll talk to a 15 year old. It's like, oh, I'm really not very cool. and i not do, as cool as I think I am.
0: Yeah, I do feel like I kind of walk around in an adult suit. Right.
1: Right. Absolutely. It's, um, you know, we're all just we're all just playing pretend. You know, we we gotta, and and we have so many different um roles that we play. You know, like I mean, it, your work your work self is different than your you know, at home self. And then, you know, with your, just, just with your buddies, you can be, you know, totally different person and um, maybe your, your most true self, you know, but we all, we have to, um, kind of put on different hats depending on the situation. Um, you know, I have to pretend to be an adult for my own children. (laughs) Um, (laughs) sometimes I fail.
0: My wife jokes that I am the fourth child. Yeah. It's like when, uh, when you've got real young kids, and they say their first cuss word. You're like, that's really funny, but I have to act like it's not.
1: Yeah. So what happens when they're like 18 months old and they say it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, they don't even know what they've said, but uh, they're they don't even know that they're not supposed
0: to say it really until you tell them,
1: "Don't say that. Don't say that." Right. And
0: then, and then they just start saying it more. And they and they somehow they know the context to use it in immediately. Right. Um. Well, and I think that, like, with certain words, there's just never the wrong context to use them. <laughs> this is true. Some words are very versatile. Right. Many meanings. Um, well, I don't, I don't want us to drone on for too long today because I want this to be Euphelia's episode and for us to get her GoFundMe out and to raise a little awareness about that situation. Um, I did want to just start talking about um, something that I'm doing, a new project. Um, you know, I, I always have a project going on or multiple. This one he's going to finish though. Yes. Well, it, it's it's published in a draft form right now. Um, in my effort to continue to love on our city and the people in it, I've created a website bestoftheville dot com, and you can actually go and see it now. It's it is it, it hasn't though been broadly put out to the users that, will, that it will have. And the premise is it's something like this. So if I've got a plumber that I love, I don't want everyone to know that right now because um, there's not enough tradespeople, enough different things like that to go around right now. And I also want to promote that plumber and get them, you know, keep them with lots of, lots of business. Right. Well, it's like if, if, if your contractor right now is not busy, then you might want
1: to, you might want to think about getting a new contractor.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: But yeah. So, so um yeah, the, the, the main, my understanding, the main purpose of the, the website is, you know, it's a one-stop shop, um, a resource for all things Louisville. Um, at least things that, that are important to, to Neil, which are generally important to a lot of Louisvilleians. But, um, so obviously, you know, we're realtors, but it, you know, you want to think about your realtor as a resource for a lot of things. You know, you are an expert on the geography of the city. You're an expert on, um, well, at least, at least know a little bit about a lot when it comes to the city, when, you know, like where to eat, where to, who do you need for a specific trade? As we mentioned, um,
0: Things to go to do things to see, you know there's um so advice about pets parenting right, sports, you know just some some little communities in there where people can share stuff I've wanted to you know I've thought about like um having it as even just a Facebook group, but to me, I want to take it off of that platform where it's not so so easily seen by people, you know, you see people's stuff on Facebook just passing through sometimes. And this, I want it to be a little more gated. Kind of like you, you have to choose to go to it. Correct.
1: You know? Yeah. And I mean, I think that, um, I I mean, I think it's a really good idea. You know, I I think it's, I think it's, I mean, as I told you before, it's all about the content. You just got to keep putting in the content. Um, but ultimately, yeah, I mean, the, I think the message, the, the overall um, premise,
0: as you said, is, is a good one, and um, I hope it does well. Well, thanks. It, it goes hand in hand here, I'll say. It's a good place to talk about town. Ah, ha, ha. Well, you know, and, and as realtors,
1: as any, any pr- service professional, you want to be top of mind. You know, you want to be the first person that they think of. And, um, I hope that it's another way for, for that to happen for you because, um, I know how great of a realtor you are, I know how great of a person you are. Um, this is, uh, we're turning it into the dote on Neil episode, but, um, they all should be that <laughs> they should be. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's a really, it's a, it's a, you know, I won't say it's a unique concept necessarily, but it's, but it's a needed concept. And I don't think, I don't think that there's really any other realtor that, ha- that will have kind of the same kind, I mean, you know, a lot of realtors have their own re- websites and they have other stuff on their websites, but, um, this is, this is not a real estate website. This is a, this is a website for people that live in the city or that are coming to the city or that may be visiting the city or moving to the city. Um, so there's, there's a lot of good information and, um, yeah. And it, again, just a way to stay in touch with people. Um, and kind of like when you go to it, you'd be like, oh, this is Neil's website. Uh, and think about Neil whenever you do, hopefully you know, need
0: to buy or sell a house. Yeah. Um, and it, it will, it'll run parallel to something that I was launching pre-pandemic, which was the Louisville Local Club. And the concept there is um, to rent out a space, um, maybe quarterly, and host a dinner where people get together and talk you might meet some new people you you know you i want it to be a place where discussion is encouraged and there's there's so much of our life is digital now mm-hmm. i'm trying to get that analog thing going like hey let's just get together and talk to people right yeah
1: i i just, I, I can appreciate that i always say i'm kind of old school in my um desire to actually have a conversation with people um You know, I do a lot of texting and, um, in my professional and personal life, you know, do a lot of texting, but uh, I feel like so much can be lost in a, in a text. And sometimes you can just get a clear message just by having, you know, a short conversation. You don't, you know, we don't have to go. I mean, everybody knows that I know how to talk and can talk Mm -hmm. a lot, but, um, yeah, I think that we miss that. And that's part of my disconnect with, with young people these days dating, you know, again, being old. Um, Is, is I've seen where there's a bunch of teenagers hanging out. They're probably communicating with each other, but they all have their phones out. So they're doing their Snapchat, they're doing their Instagram reels, whatever. And they're not actually talking to each other. They're just all, and they're all like laughing and they're probably all laughing at the same thing, but they're, but there's no communication, at least no, no, um, verbal communication. It's, it's strange to me. It really is. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's kind of, that's kind of how I've always been in my, in my Professional life is just you know let, let's let's talk it out let's let's figure things out let's actually build a relationship, let's get to know this person um whether it's somebody on another side of a real estate transaction, whether it's my client um you know other industry professionals or you know and other other jobs I've had i mean I think just building those relationships and you know that you can't build a real relationship with a text message um I don't think anyway,
0: yeah and I'm kind of, I'm not usually the original idea person for something. You know, I'm not like, oh, I had this great idea. But what I am good at is evolving an idea from talking to someone. And that's kind of what I'm going for here.
1: Yeah. And no, I, yeah,
0: I get it. I mean, I think that uh, we all kind of take inspiration from it. And,
1: you know, they there's an expression, you know, there there are no new ideas, you know. It's just um, kind of a different way of doing it. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of believe that, you know, like in, in any, I mean, I've had a ton of sales jobs, customer service, stuff like that. And you can kind of take little peats piece, little pieces of everybody's presentation or whatever you want to call it. Um, and y- your style is your style. Like you are, you, you know, like you can only be you, but, um, there's information that you can get from that person that may be helpful. Um, when you go and kind of put your own spin on it. Oh, show. Right. So should
0: we talk about the market just a little bit? Just a little bit. Um, it's in the news. Uh, last weekend, CBS Sunday Morning had an entire, um, the entire thing was based off real estate stories. And, you know, it it's like um, people are hearing, oh, there's bidding wars on every house, um, which is not true. I'd say there's bidding wars on most houses. Many houses. And a little example is I got um, some buyers under contract this week, which was critical because we had their house under contract. And our offer was incredible. Well over asking price, very favorable terms, and they still counter-offered us. It's not like, oh, we better take this. It's like we're going to get the best thing that we can get right now. Right?
1: Well, and I mean, if, I mean, if I was going to give any advice to another realtor, I would always say, you know, have a conversation with the, with the agent, because you're not always going to win by having the highest bid. Sometimes it's just about the terms. I mean, it's always about price in some regard, but, but um, you, somebody might outbid you in terms of just sheer dollars, but if you can have um, the most favorable terms for the seller, just knowing what the seller really wants, um, then you might have a better chance. And again, going back to just having a conversation, if you don't reach out like if you just send the offer blindly um which you know i've received offers in multiple offer situations where that's happened. and like one time i got a fax not too long ago a few years ago <laughs> and they never told me it was coming and i just happened to be in the office at that point in time but it's like it was too late we'd already accepted another offer um and it was a good offer i don't know if we would point is it's in a fax you know um and they didn't call they didn't text they didn't do anything to communicate that they were sending an offer they just sent it um <laughs> but it is crazy i mean there's you know i've talked about inventory and you know how many homes are on the market before i mean there's 1250 homes in in our um currently 1250 homes in the glar greater Louisville association greater can't talk greater louisville association mm-hmm. of realtors mls so our multiple listing service um which is just such a mind-boggling mind-bogglingly low number 1250 and this is the quote-unquote the peak season we're in you know spring and summer Um, it's unbelievable how low that number is. And I've, I've put it in perspective for you before. I won't go into detail about it again, but just know that when there's 4,800 realtors and 1,250 houses, that's not a lot.
0: (laughs) No. Um, and there, things are selling so quickly that that number fluctuates a little bit, but it's stuff turning over every day almost. Right. So people
1: are still listing houses. When you see that number 1250 and you think, well, nobody's selling houses. I mean, it's there is a lack of inventory and there's not, there's not enough houses for sale, but they're just, again, they're like you said, they're turning so quickly that the market can't keep up. Um, you know, I think finally we're at a point now where appraisers have kind of, there's enough data to show, okay, these, these home values are going significantly higher than they would have even a year ago. Um, but there's enough data to back it up. Um, you know, cause I'm a big believer in a home is worth what the market will bear. So if somebody's willing to pay that much, then that's what it's worth. I mean, it's not always the case, but um, you know, if, if the house is 300,000 and somebody bids 350 and then you have other people, you know, everybody's bidding it up, but then the appraiser comes in and says it's worth 325 because they don't have enough data. It's like, well, we had seven offers that say different, you know? Um, and, and to me, that's kind of, that's enough data right there. It's like, this is, this is the market that we're in and we work in real time and appraisers don't, you know? True. So we won't bore you with any more real estate. I think, (laughs) uh, you know, uh, but, but again, what a, what a treat. Um, I don't know if that's the right word, but very, I feel very privileged to talk to and, you know, gotten to know Ophelia, Ophelia today. Um, an inspirational story. And, and, uh, like like we said in the uh, interview, we're going to post her, her link to her gofundme page yeah they'll, um, be,
0: they'll be in the notes to the show yeah so
1: um please if you can contribute contribute or share at least um because uh there's i mean no 18 year olds should have to go through that um what else anything else let's wrap it up all right well thanks for joining us another successful episode of talk about town
0: that's right it's time for Jeremy to get his birthday spankings. <laughs> um, do that off air. <laughs> uh,
1: y'all um, take care, stay safe, and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Go Curs.
0: Thanks for listening to Talk About Town. Don't forget to check our social media at KY. Drop us a line at neil at TalkAboutTownKY.com. Jeremy at TalkAboutTownKY.com. Neil Cox and Jeremy Judah are your friendly realtors with Judah Real Estate Group.